Welcome to the Home Inspector Marketing Podcast. Because you're a home inspector looking to increase your sales, improve your cash flow, and boost your bottom line, you are in the right place. For additional training resources on how you can grow your home inspection business, go to microreturns.com right now. And now, here's the podcast. Hi, this is Mike Crow, and I run a home inspection business. In fact, I've run a couple of home inspection businesses. The true joy for me, though, has been helping literally thousands of home inspectors build really solid home inspection businesses as well. We can help a single man operation be able to do over $300,000 a year, maybe all the way up to $400,000 a year as a single inspector operation. Even better for me is the 80 plus companies that we have helped be able to build million dollar home inspection businesses. I would like to help you be able to do the same thing. What are some seeds that uh, people that are listening should be planting in their own businesses? Uh, and from there, we could go on, what, what should they be planting in their, their personal lives uh, with their families uh, and, and the organizations they care about? Uh, and then even beyond that, uh, what about people that are single man operations out there? Who are they planting seeds for? Uh, so maybe we just start with the, the first part of that and you talk to a home inspector that owns an inspection business or any of the entrepreneurs that we, we help. Uh, what kind of seeds should they be planting for their business? Well, you know, one of the things that we talk about, and uh, we have another partner, his name is Davey, uh, and if Amazing you guys haven't guy. heard of him, uh, you will. I mean, he's a pretty damn cool guy. Uh, America's uh, uh, profit coach, okay? Uh, he was in the corporate world for so, so many years and doing just amazing stuff. Um, one of the things that he brought to the table when we started doing things, he interviewed you, he interviewed me, uh, and he said, what you guys do is you teach the five F's. Hmm. And I actually had to ask him, okay, what are the five F's? He was planting seeds. And it is now, because of his opportunity to plant those seeds, we now have this whole five F's as our is our cornerstone of who we are and what we do. Uh, and it has become a big part of our why, all right? And the why plus how equals wow. Uh, so um, uh, the five Fs, of course, are family and faith. faith, And then, of course, financial, all right? We want to make sure financial is there. And then fitness. And what's the last one, John? Fun. Fun, all right? <laughs> and me and John know how to have fun. Uh, we actually went and saw a great uh, Marvel movie the other day. So, Absolutely. Uh, you know, you got to have a little fun. And get your mind out of this sometimes and let it just, let your mind just gel here uh, while you just go do something else and think about something else. And you come back, and it's like your mind went, okay, I, uh, I solved that for you. What's next? You know, and so yep. we, we do that. So some of the big things, of course, are family, faith, financial, fitness, and fun. Um, and um, what kind of seeds are you planting? Now, I'm reading a new book, uh, and I say new. We gave it out to all of our members at our mastermind the last session, right? Uh, and one of the things we talked about was habits and, and how to um, do what they call habit stacking. Uh, and so um, the book even planted some seeds with me, and I started thinking about fitness. And I've been thinking, man, I need to work out more. I need to, um, and, uh, you know, need to is, uh, you know, one of those things that maybe you get around to, you don't get around to. Until, until that seed you know, comes up. And, and by the way, I told my daughter, uh, I said, hey, you know, we, we're good at planting seeds. She goes, yes, we're good at planting seeds and we're good at watering the seeds and we're good at protecting the seeds and we're good at helping the seeds grow into, you know, nice, big, strong, you know, whatever, you know, maybe it's a financial asset, maybe it's a relationship or whatever. Um, and uh, so in this book about habit stacking, I was thinking, you know, I need to, I need to work out more. And so 
I used to do, I, I, I used to be able to do 100 push-ups, okay, 100 set-ups, no big deal. Um, and, uh, but as you get older, uh, those things get a little tougher. And what really gets tougher is when you stop doing them and your body goes, oh, okay, we don't need to do those anymore. And uh, so I started doing, uh, after I introduced the whole thought process and the habit stacking, I started building in doing push-ups in the morning again uh, during my whole morning routine. It's now part of my morning routine. Uh, I, I will tell you there's still some resistance, okay? Uh, but it's there now. And I've done it almost, I, I think I've done it 29 out of 30 mornings, all right? Uh, and so it's kind of a, a super cool thing. And by the way, uh, one of our members said, just add on one more a day, Mike, one more push-up a day. And I went, you are absolutely correct, because my amazing wife, Susan, uh, who, by the way, uh, is a licensed physical therapist, uh, she said the same thing. I, I said, I, it's like I start working out and then I hurt myself. She says, because you're pushing yourself too hard. Uh, she said, just just try to back off instead of, you know, adding this many, just add one, just add one, you know, uh, and if you feel like you're really pushing it, then stick with that number for a week and then add one. OK. Uh, and so, you know, I'm up to I did 33 this morning. I did 33 this morning and uh, kind of a cool thing. That is cool. I started out at 10. Real simple. Right. Wanted to start out slow, give my body the the adjustment period. So I started planting seeds with my body, body. We are going to do these every morning, but I'm not asking you to do them all at once, all right? So 10, and then 11, and then 12, and, and now here we are at 33, okay? And the coolest thing is, because I'm doing that, my body is now saying, well, can we do this? So now I've started back on intermittent fasting, all right? And, uh, and are you ready for this? I started the day after Thanksgiving, okay? Um, and, and by the way, it's not a bad day to start because, I mean, I feasted the day before, you know. <laughs> um, but there's so much pie and food and stuff left over for everything. Um, so when you talk about this, it could be in your business life or it could be in your personal life. Um, and the truth is, here's, here's the real truth that one percenters understand, that there is no real difference. See, people are going to argue about this, and that's okay. People are going to try to tell you, keep business separated from your personal life. Well, this is like your business and this is like your personal life. If I overlap my fingers and kind of interlap my fingers and say, okay, uh, just cut that down the middle, right? And, uh, and uh, this will be my personal life and this will be my business life. You cut it right down the middle, I lose my fingertips, okay? <laughs> um, and uh, so here's what true one percenters understand. Your personal life and your business life are, are linked at a, such a deep level. You know, mm -hmm. if you planted two plants together, right? Yep. And, and they grew together and the roots grew together, you're not going to just cut it out without cutting out some of the roots uh, or whatever. You're not going to separate the roots either. So uh, this whole thing about your personal lives is comes back. And one of the things I love to ask myself, especially about the five Fs, is family, you know, uh, faith, uh, financial, fitness, and fun, is what's one thing I've done in each one of those categories each day? Or seed planting. What's one thing I need to do or want to do in one of those? Pick up from there. What, what, what would you finish that up with, John, number three, and then we'll move on. I would just say one thing we brought up in, in our lunch is that, that really what we're talking about when we're talking about planting seeds is future banking. It's what do you want to plant today that you want to cash in on in the future? And that's that has to do with who do you want to take along with you? Uh, who, 
are you are you building a vision for your family? Uh, is it your team? Is it a maven that has the power potentially to help your business grow exponentially? Is it just yourself? Is it are you talking about your your future health and your well being? Uh, so I, I think you covered it pretty well there. That there's a need in in all of the areas of the five F. F's, whether you're a single man operation or whether you're running a multi-inspector, uh, you know, seven-figure firm, all of us need to be planting seeds and yep. and be intentionally doing so in each of those areas. Yeah, and and one of the things you said at the very beginning, moving on to number four here yes. on our sheet, is that you know uh, if you don't plant the seeds, somebody else will. Yep. And. This is the biggest challenge that most of us have. We're all surrounded by what I call the 95%. And beware the 95% because they will plant seeds in your life, right? Yep, uh, absolutely. Oh, it's too hard. Uh, it's too, it takes too much time. Uh, oh, it costs too much. Oh, it, uh, you know, it's not worth the time and effort and everything. And, right. uh, um, and, and I've even heard some really successful people go, if I had to do it over again, I wouldn't because, man, I had no idea it was going to cost that much time and money and effort okay and yet they're sitting pretty pretty you know they're sitting pretty nice uh with different things and of course true one percenters go and 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 i'm not sure i would agree with this but a lot of people go i would not change a thing okay no i'd I'd change some things (laughs) it might be a mistake i'm just saying it might be a mistake but uh, i would change some things oh i wish i hadn't quite lashed out at that person or i wish i hadn't you know said that thing to that person I wish I hadn't gone there, you know, um, and uh, wish I hadn't sent that email, you know. Uh, there's some things I, I, I would absolutely do over. Uh, with that said, every one of those creates a lesson and has planted a seed with me. Okay, next time you need to send a really important email, let's sit on it for a little while. Let's talk to some other people about it. Let's see if that email is really necessary for us to send out. Okay, Uh, and so planting seeds for yourself versus, you know, being around people who will plant seeds for you. You know, I'm I'm doing some intermittent fasting right now. We talked about that a little bit. Do you know one of the things I realize that is going on in our world so much every single day, every hour it happens? What is that? Food. Mm. Do you know how much food I see every day? Okay, I mean. Uh, we have free food sitting out here on our kitchen counter for our <laughs> yeah, uh, our, our our integronauts, uh, and uh, we have uh, you know I, I I take people to lunch. There's food. I take people to go see something. There's food. If I want to go see a movie, there's food. If I'm watching TV, every show has food in it. Okay, darn near every show has alcohol in it too. I'm wondering, you know, what kind of seed planting is that, right? right. Um, and uh, so if you don't plant the right kinds of seeds, other the world will plant seeds for you that will choke out the good seeds sometimes. Absolutely. And so we see that. What do, what do you want to add to that? I just want to talk about there's because there ultimately it is your responsibility to make sure the right seeds are being planted in your life. But Mike, there's a huge hack here that makes planting the right seeds uh, easier. And uh, a hack. Wait a second. A life hack that makes that easier? It is. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a secret strategy. Uh, okay. It's a not so secret strategy, but film uh, at 11. We, you've probably heard <laughs> Mike say this time and time again, if you're, you're a regular listen, listener of this podcast, but um, be successful mm. and 
be around those who are successful. Absolutely. If you are around a group of people that are just as interested in making sure that the right seeds are planted in, in your life as, as they are in their own, then things can become exponentially easier um, as far as making sure the right seeds are where they need to be. Well, let's, let's go all the way back to school, right? If, if you have children and they're in school, who do you hope they hang around with? The chess club or the uh, people that are smoking outside on the corner of the building? You know, I, I mean, it's pretty, well, some people, well, I hope they're hanging out with the kids that are smoking, okay? Well, <laughs> I, I hope you gave that up at some point. I'm just telling you, okay? Um, you know, I was uh, reading a book that uh, I'm going into right now, uh, and it's actually the book on the habits. And this guy went to a foreign country, and almost everybody smoked. And so he asked his friend, he said, why? How did you start? What? He said, well, all my friends did it. All my friends smoked, so I smoked. So hanging, who, who you hang around influences is the number one influence of what you will become. It's the number one seed planter. And, and if you don't plant good seeds or you don't have people that plant good seeds, the world's going to plant other seeds. So, yeah, you're going you're gonna to smoke because your friends do. You know, they did a study. It was a very interesting study uh, out of Vietnam. Turned out there was a big heroin problem. Uh, because uh, uh, with uh, a lot of our vets, uh, not vets, but with a lot of our military over there. Um, and the weirdest thing happened. We, we, we all thought, they all thought that, you know, once you're on heroin, it's, you're addicted for life. But the strangest thing happened. When those guys came home, if they were in the right environment, 70% of them never took it again, ever. They quit cold turkey overnight, okay? And people went, that's impossible. But it talks about how important the environment is and who you hang around um, and, uh, and the availability, you know, of, say, the cigarettes or the availability of, say, drugs or smoking or, uh, and I'm going to be honest, I'm addicted, okay? I have an addiction. It's called sugar, okay? God, I love that stuff, okay? <laughs> uh, and I was watching something on a TikTok the other day, the top seven benefits of giving up sugar, you know? He only got through two of them, and I went... I get it. Okay. You know, so uh, it's one of the best things about intermittent fasting though. All right. I'm, I'm taking in so much less sugar. Okay. And, and by the way, one of the things I'm doing now with my intermittent fasting is I, I always test and do different things is I'm having lunch uh, once a day right now. So I had lunch with you yesterday, which prompted this whole podcast. Um, I had lunch today with one of our other managers. I had lunch with my wife on Sunday. Right. But I didn't eat that afternoon and I didn't eat the morning. You know, I do do a chocolate vitamin uh, smoothie type drink in the mornings. And so that's what I basically work on all day long. Uh, and uh, miraculously, I mean, it's like a miracle, John. I'm losing weight. <laughs> you know? So anyway, and, you know, the other thing is uh, I've been playing some games with uh, different people. I've won more than I ever win when I'm doing intermittent fasting because it's it's your mind is clear, your brain is clear, you, it, it, your whole brain is just changes. But as soon as you start putting sugar into your body and putting a lot of other stuff in your body, it changes its whole composition. So there's a seed for planting. Uh, 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 try to figure out how to put less sugar in your body. Um, I, I, you put sugar in your body, right? Yeah, but I need to put, I, I, I've been working on putting less and I still need to move in that direction, but yeah. absolutely. I, I'm, I'm like you. I, I feel like it's it's like one of my last vices that I'm trying to hold on to. It is one of my last true 
vices that I'm trying to remember why I need to give this up. And honestly, as I'm getting a little older, uh, one of the things I'm, I'm doing is watching a show on TV right now, and it's about uh, uh, some of the top things you can do so you can live longer, right? Uh, and not just live longer, but live longer, healthier, right? You know, there was a man that was 100 years old, and they asked him during an interview, so if you had known you were going to live to be 100 years old, what's one thing you would have done differently? I would have taken better care of myself. <laughs> yeah, I, bet. you know? yeah. I, would, I would have treated my body better, you know? It's kind of like that whole sunscreen uh, song, right? Uh, don't mess with your hair, you know, you'll, you'll miss it when it's gone, you know? <laughs> yeah. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. And as a friendly reminder, if you're looking to increase your sales, improve your cash flow, and boost your bottom line as a home inspector, go to microreturns.com right now.